Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. This is where I help strong, capable women excavate the inner garbage in their life so they can become more confident and have more clarity on who they are and how they really want to be in the world. We have rich, juicy conversations about, yeah, you guessed it, empowerment, but also about radiating your brilliance and loving yourself more than you ever have in your life. And who doesn't want that? So join me now for another empowering chat. So glad you're joining us on Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. So riffing on the word empowerment for 2020, and who doesn't want that? I'm raising my hand. I want empowerment. I'm still working on empowerment. Probably will the rest of my life. So the second letter in the word empowerment is M, and I chose M to stand for movement or transformation because you have to move, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, you have to move yourself forward into transformation. So the next few weeks is going to be about movement. And don't forget to move yourself to hashtag like, write a review for Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell, do do whatever it is to promote, promote the work that we're doing and help us move out into the world. And now Here's the show for today. So, hi, and today I, I guess I'm always excited. It's kind of crazy, but I have so much fun doing what I do, and I love sharing information with people. And so today I called on one of my dear friends um, who has gone through major movement, major transformation in her own life, and um, I want to share her empowering story with everybody. So I want to welcome Shana Mora. Thanks for joining me. Hi, thank you for calling and and reaching out. Thank you for reaching out. I'm so honored, literally, and privileged to just be here on your platform. And my goal is to be of service. I'm hoping that my story of navigating my process can help. If I can support one person, inspire one person to lean in to their next and create some movement in their life, I'm I will be happy and honored to be a part of that process. Well, so the the thing that um, I remember when we were working together several years ago is that, okay, so first of all, Shauna was living in Northern California, working a job that she'd been doing for how many years? 23 years. 23 years. And she was in this place of just... um, I want to say like inner inner conflict and that's just putting it mildly right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so she literally began to listen to herself listen to the inner voice that that deep deep soul infused wisdom that we all have everybody and she began to take steps at as painful as it was to move from the mainland to the place she had been saying for mm, tons of years she was going to go to, and she now lives on the island of Kauai. So anybody that is in struggle, strife, working a gig you don't like anymore, whatever, I got Shauna here to tell you, you can do it. You can do it. Okay, that's a positive spin. <laughs> well, first I, want, first I want to say that, you know, our soul is always speaking to us. Our inner compass is always speaking to us, but we're not always listening. And 
how does our soul always speak to us, right? Through our longing and through our discontent. Mm. And for me, I had had both going on for a long time. I had woken up in 2010 and realized I didn't want to be where I was living. I didn't want to be doing what I was doing for a living. I was a registered nurse and also doing healing work on the side. And, um, but I had all these because reasons I can't, you know, move. I held the benefits for our family. Um, my husband's business, you know, wasn't mobile. Um, I can't because we have a 10 year retirement plan. I can't because how am I going to make money? I don't know how to live on an Island, but you know, all these things, right. And we do this, we talk ourselves out of what we're feeling called to do because our linear mind can't see how. And, you know, here I am teaching people how to create and manifest because I'm a really massive manifester. But this is one area of my life that I wasn't seeing change. I was stuck. And I was in this inner conflict because I loved my husband, because I loved, well, let me just back up. I had a really good life. And there's this guy named Jim Collins that says the enemy of a great life is a good life. We get complacent. We oh my get God, I got chills. Right? The enemy yeah. of a great life is a good life. We get comfortable. We get, you know, what I call the trappings of life. I had the house, the beautiful home. I had the husband. I had the dog. I had the luxury car. I was making six figures, working part-time. My job was easy. Um, but I wasn't happy. And I was living what felt like a lie because yeah. it's not that I don't believe that Western medicine has its place, but it has a very limited place in health and healing and wellness. And so for me personally, as a spiritual coach and as an energy healer, as someone who knows that every physical manifestation is energetic in nature, first and foremost, that there is always a vibrational undercurrent to what we see happening on the surface. Mm -hmm. I had to work with people in a system that, and do things that created a more victim state of being in people than I believed was true and right. Wow. Wow. That's, that's, um, that is really loud and clear to me, Shauna, because, because uh, I'm with you, you know, the, the energy, the stuckness in our belief systems and the things we resist develop disease. And yeah. then the medical compu- community is just treating the symptom and not the underlying cause. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, I worked for an organization that treated symptoms. I worked for an organization that, you know, at the time, by the time I was, I've worked in ICE intensive care unit and step down, you know, I worked on an ambulance doing critical care transport. I taught nurses at the university at Samuel Merritt University. I mean, I did everything in my nursing career that I wanted to do. And there was, I loved it until I didn't, until I started becoming more and more aware. And then I started to feel like a fraud. And to be really honest, I felt a little bit like a hypocrite and a prostitute. Wow. You know, like showing up, there was like a piece of my soul that I had to turn off and leave at the door in order to show up in an environment that handled illness and wellness, quote unquote, wellness, 
the way that Western medicine did it. And yes, did I have conversations with people sometimes that I felt I could in that environment to help them expand their possibilities? Was I giving like a list of post-it notes to every client that I could to give them resources and alternative ways of um, adding to the, the way that Western medicine dealt with stuff? Absolutely. And was I doing things on the side in my healing practice and in my empowerment work with people aligning with their soul truth? Yes, I absolutely was. But nursing was how I filled my pocketbook. And my healing practice was how I fed my soul because I could not align my soul with the things that I had to do in that environment sometimes, a lot of the times. Yes, and so the thing I remember for you is is that really intense um, twist within yourself because you were coming into a realization that you could no longer thrive and survive by living that kind of life. And, right. and what your soul and the energy system that you that flows through you and works through you was up-leveling rapidly. I remember that. And, mm-hmm. um, and so then, you know, I remember at one point you were sharing that it, you were kind of feeling like you were crazy and like I did. you were being split in half. Yeah. Where, where was, where were you supposed to go? And I remember, oh my God, I was just so praying for you, you know, because it's when we, when individuals come to that place where the, what the soul is calling forward, which is, I say it's the divine spark, but the, mm-hmm. what that is bringing forward for individuals that have been just like you said, going along, having a good life. I'm, I'm doing this every, I have the whole American dream looking thing. Mm-hmm. And we awaken deeply because we've made a deep commitment to honor our soul, honor our divine plan, honor that blueprint. It, it shatters, it shatters the life. And I want everybody to know that's not a bad thing. It's excruciating. It's a good thing. It's excruciating. It's hard. It's all the, all those kinds of words, yucky. But when you get shattered in that kind of deep way, life becomes the most amazing thing as long as you walk through it. Right, right. Well, so our discontent and our longings is how our soul speaks to us. And we, whether we listen to that or not is another question, right? And the reason we don't is because we're afraid. Because we're not, in a, when we're living in flow and in alignment, we don't get to see every step of the way. And our society has programmed us to have these, like, to go to our circumstances and our conditions. How much money do I have to get permission to do? Do I have the money to do it? Do I have approval from my partner? Can I do, you know, we look outside of ourselves to give ourselves permission. But what I was, you know, really what happened was I was sitting on the mountain in Mount Shasta in March and I had been having anxiety and depression. And that's what happens when you're not living in alignment, when you're making all these excuses and reasons why you can't do the thing that your soul is calling you to do because of the kids, because I'll wait until my husband retires. I'll wait until the kids graduate high school. I'm going to wait until I'm going to wait until I'm going to wait until, well, I was having all these symptoms of anxiety and depression. And so one of the things I did was go up on the mountain during solstice time 
and equinox, this was March equinox, and I'm sitting on the mountain and I'm doing this really powerful meditation transition. And spirit says to me, you're going, you must be willing mm. to release your attachment to everything. Oh my God. And I was like, I don't have attachments to things, right? I don't have attachments to things, right? That, that's what I thought, that I didn't have, you must be willing to release, willing. Willing. So it didn't say required. I interpreted it as required, but the word was willing to release your attachment to everything. I was like, I don't have attachment. They're like, no. Attached to whether you have a husband, attached to whether you have a car, whether you have a dog, whether you have a house, what you do for a living, how much money you do or don't make. And I was like, oh, 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 Oh. well, wow. Okay. I must be willing. So, and I had to lean into, am I willing? What I wanted was freedom. Mm -hmm. What I wanted was to live in, in integrity with my truth. What I wanted was, but, but I had a husband who wanted no part of living on an island in the Pacific, who wanted no part of, you know, and he had a business that, you know, was not mobile and, you know, local and based on word of mouth and referrals, no advertising. And he had built a whole life around that. And it worked for him. It worked for him. It didn't work for me. I was miserable. I was anxious and depressed and I was living at the acupuncturist office. Mm, yeah. And so I went into the acupuncturist office and this, this was a new one. And if you don't know about community acupuncture, I highly recommend looking into it. It's a different model than one-on-one acupuncture. And she said, you have an irregular heartbeat. And I go, no, I don't. And she's like, yes, you do. Denial. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. This is what we do, right? I'm fine. Everything's fine. I have a good life. I should love my life. I should be happy. I should be grateful. But we can be really grateful for our lives and be pulled and called for different and more. And so I was like, I don't have that problem. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, one day I was walking my dog and I got chest pain. First, I leaned over to pick up her leash to put it on her, and I felt like my heart stopped, and I had this like feeling, and it kind of scared me. So I waited, and I was like, "Wow, I don't know what that was." Well, I was waking up in the middle of the night, gasping for air, rapid heartbeat, sweating, having like anxiety symptoms in my sleep, literally. Wow, honey. So I'm walking the dog. And I have chest pain and I'm a nurse and I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. And if I stopped walking, the pain went away. And if I kept walking, so my husband was with me and I'm like, hon, you've got to go get the car. I can't, I can't keep walking. Do you hear what I'm saying? I can't keep walking. I can't just keep going. See the metaphor? Yes, absolutely. Oh my I'm God. I'm just getting this right now. I'm just getting this right. I, if I kept going forward, I had chest pain. So, you know, I, I go to the emergency room because, you know, that's what you do. And I got to sit there and look at my poor heart. My electrical rhythm was all over the place. In my mind, I was thinking, oh, it's probably just like an atrial arrhythmia, which is the upper part of the heart. It's very benign in general. No, this was the electrical current moving through my heart all over the poop and what we call pairs and couplets and all like all over the place. And I had to lay there all night long and look at my misalignment 
playing out in a heart rhythm. Oh my God. Long. Oh my God. You know, this happens to us sometimes. We, we force ourselves to keep showing up in our lives the way that we've been showing up. We tell ourselves we have to, we should, we ought to, what's wrong with me. We tell ourselves these stories so that we can keep, you know, and we give ourselves these bull crapo reasons that we have to keep doing something because our linear mind cannot see the how. Right. Or, or even open to possibility, right? Other possibilities. So, you know, I'm laying there and I had already planned to go to Kauai because I was already having symptomology and, um, my husband, I get discharged and my husband says, you're not getting on a plane tomorrow. Are you? I'm like, yeah, I am. Like Hawaii is like, I had been coming to the island for many years. It's like the only place that I can hear my own voice that I can like, like actually connect with spirit without all the distractions of my life and actually hear what's happening. And, you know, it took me being pushed and, you know, it doesn't have to be this way. I resisted to the point where it had to be this way for me. We can listen to our still small voice and make small movements and changes and create a new life. We can do that. But most of us don't. Most of us wait until we're backed up into the corner, up against the wall in a car accident, the death of someone that we love, a marriage failing, losing our job, health challenges, before we actually do what we could have done for the last X amount of years, but we had to be pushed up against our wall, right? You, you so know, I, I, I want to share something about that, Shana, yeah. because it, that's yeah. happened to me twice where I disregarded the signals or the symptomology. Yeah. And the first time was when I, what, I became diabetic. I had been diabetic, didn't address it, didn't realize it, didn't even know it, undiagnosed. And by the time I was about... 24 hours, the doctor said, from dying, literally, I, I, went to, I saw the doctor and they said, oh my God, you're diabetic. And I went into the hospital and I remember thinking, oh, thank God, now I know what this is. I just didn't know. But I was already so unhappy in my life and my, my uh, marriage at the time. And I was depressed and I wasn't addressing any of it. I was trying to make it all work, make it good, make it right, make, you know, and then after I became diabetic, my husband at the time helped me to figure out the calibrations of insulin and food and blah, blah. He helped me a lot. Um, Had he not been there, I probably would have died home alone kind of thing um, because I was so fragile. But then I remained in the marriage why for longer and until mm-hmm. it shattered me when I finally realized I had to, di- I had to divorce. And, right, right. and while those well, we were life, but this is a plague in our yes. society, especially with women, but there are men, it's, it's a plague in our society. It's like, there's this belief system that we get in a, we get married. So we have to stay in it and make it work for the kids, for the, whatever way past its expiration date. Or we stay in a job because I spent, you know, X amount of years and X amount of dollars and X amount of energy to get this degree or this, you know, position at this job. And so, you know, it's not okay. The signals we get is it's not okay in our society to be done with something. It's not like 
nursing was exactly what I needed it to be for X amount of years, maybe 10 years of my career, right? And then I spent another 13 forcing myself to stay in it because of the social programming that I bought into, because I felt like I didn't have an option, because I felt like it was my way to make money, my way to you know, provide for my family, to do my part. We do this to ourselves. Yeah. We stay in situations way past their expiration date. Yep. And then we develop symptomology, which is a deconstruction of whatever the thing is that's no longer in alignment, right? And often that thing stays steady while everything else starts falling apart because right. we're not in integrity. We're right. not in and, integrity. And chaos ensues because it ha- everything chaos. has to right. fall apart. Right. But it doesn't have to be that way no. unless we resist change. So let's talk about. What was the changing moment? Well, the changing moment was sitting there looking at my heart rhythm all over the place. And it wasn't, it was lethal. It was like, if you don't do something soon, you're going to be dead. If you don't get your life and your work in alignment with your truth and stop living out of integrity in this sort of hypocritical, and, and, you know, I spent years mind effing myself to tell well at least you're in service you're still touching people's lives we do this oh I'm still you know doing this I'm doing that it's my life isn't bad I have a nice house I have a car you know we do this to ourselves and then we wonder why we end up you know with cancers why do we end up with um the shattering well the shattering is because we weren't willing to mm-hmm. make the changes to align our life through our choices to be on the path that we're being called forward. Right. And so that energy that would normally be going out and fruiting and creating pathways and building new avenues is not getting out. It's turning in, in. on itself. Yes, turning in and on it's, itself. Right? And it's right. like, this, I call it auto-digestion. It's like we start turning in on ourselves mm. and we get the illnesses, the anxiety, mm-hmm. the depression, the whatever. And we wonder why it's happening because we don't want to see and do the things. And I want to talk about this because there are a few key factors that created the movement. One was I wanted to live. Yeah. And I, I had to face my absolute biggest fears. Our fears are what keep us in the box. Our fear walls are what keep us where we are because no matter how bad it is, we know it. We understand it. It's comfortable. We're really comfortable because we can, it's predictable. We know how it works. We understand. Even if it's sick, we get it. But outside of that is unpredictability. Outside of that, we don't, it's the unknown. The unknown. I was thinking that word just when you were, before you said it. Yes. It's the unknown. It's the unpredictable, the unknown. And we're actually more afraid of that than the dysfunctional comfort zone. Because to get from here to there, which is what my work is all about, like navigating the gap between where you are and where you want to be, your fear walls are in that gap. Yes. The fear right? So I had to face all my fears. And the biggest one I had was my husband. 
I love, he's the most supportive, loving, kind, generous, nurturing man, supported any and every crazy idea I've ever had, never basically said no, because I wouldn't let him. I'm like a strong, empowered woman. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. You can't tell me no. And he always supported me. But with this, he didn't want to, he didn't, he's like, this is my business. These people count on me. Their families count on my business. It's not mobile and I'm not leaving. And so, and I knew this, we had had these conversations. I had tested the waters. I had tried to hint that I wasn't, it wasn't working. And so for me, I had to get sick enough. I had to have enough symptomology um, because being depressed and like screaming like a crazy person in the bathroom, feeling like I'm losing my mind because of this inner push pull wasn't enough for my husband. <laughs> I had to kind of, you know, create something a little more dramatic apparently for me to stand up and say, I love you, but I love me more. Yeah. I That's a big me. step. That's like stepping right? off of an abyss. Yeah. And I, I had to be scared enough that if I stayed where I was, I wasn't going to make, and I said, you know, he goes, we had a 10 year plan, Shauna, we sat down and we planned it out and I'm supposed to be able to retire in 10 years. And, you know, and I love this man and I want the 10 year plan for us. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And I said, if I stay here, I'm going to die. I'm dying inside. Right. I'm going to yeah. die. I'm not going to make it to the 10 year plan. So for me, in this particular situation, I had to be pushed that far. We don't have to, if I had just had enough courage to stand up sooner, but I needed something strong enough yep. to stand behind. Right. That was me. Um, and the other thing is I had to be willing to jump off what felt like the abyss cliff, right? Trusting my inner call, trusting my inner knowing, trusting that even though I can't see enough, even though I can't see the path, I have no idea how I'm going to make this work. My, I had to trust spirit that if I followed my truth that I would be carried and taken mm -hmm, care of. Mm -hmm. And that is another fear, right? That's a leap into the unknown. And it literally, I did that shaking and terrified for three months straight. I was on herbal remedies and acupuncture and meditation and taking all kinds of things to support my nervous system yeah. because I was navigating my fear wall. The one that had kept me locked. I felt like a caged animal. Yep. You said, you know, God, Shauna, I remember you saying you felt, I felt like a crazy animal banging my head up against the cage. But to get out of the cage, I had to be willing to do things that I wasn't willing to do before to get out. Yep. And just like you, Sue, Susan, I want you to think about like how different your business is now and how you show up and the choices you make and the actions you take now that you didn't take before when it wasn't in this version. And the difference is you had to do things that scared the shit out of you. Still, I'm right? doing things that are scaring me to death. Right. And successful people who have different outcomes, if we want to create movement in, we, in our lives and we're stuck, we have to be willing to do it differently. We can't think the same thoughts and choose the same kinds of choices and expect different results. And that sounds obvious, right? Yep. It's, 
it sounds obvious, but when it's in your life, when it's your stuff, when it's your forest through the trees, you, you, it feels much different, right? And it's like, but you don't understand. I hear this a lot, but you don't understand, China. I, I do understand. Yeah, I do understand, right? I tell we, my clients, I live this. I, un, yeah. you know, when it get when they get so uncomfortable, when yeah. they make themselves sick. Yeah, you know, I'm like, pay attention because this is these are red flags, and yep, you yep. know, and I can recognize it because I've lived it. We've lived it, so and we've survived we, it, right? Or well, yes. I don't know about surviving, yeah. but we've overcome well, into a better oh life. Because the reason we don't have the results that we want in our life is because we justify away. We distract ourselves, we delay, we talk ourselves out of it, and we let our fear be stronger than the pull. We yeah. listen to the stories and the fears of limitation instead of letting ourselves be pulled. And I'm not going to say that it wasn't a bumpy ride, right? It's, it takes a lot of courage to, to step out of a relationship that's not healthy that you've been in for a long time and not see how you're going to take care of yourself. It takes courage to step out of work or a job or um, um, a friendship or any situation that you've gotten comfortable in, no matter how dysfunctional it is, yep. in service to something that is a feeling, that's a, a calling, that's this drive inside of you, but you can't see how it's going to manifest. But here's the thing. That's where the magic Right. Right. When, so what I did is I got on a plane and I came here and I got off the plane and I went straight to the beach, the one that was my special place. And I sat down and I had a really deep conversation with God. And I said, okay, I surrender. I, I, I have no idea how I'm going to move to an Island and do what you're showing me. I need to do. I have no, but I want to live. So show me how, and you know, it didn't, it wasn't like I got a download and I was, you know, shown everything. I was shown the step I needed to take. And I took the step, which was, I need to tell my husband. And then it's like, well, then if we're going to do this, what's the first step? Well, I'm going to start looking at places I could potentially live. And what's the second step? And I just started taking steps and I started focusing my energy on the vision instead of on what my fears were. I be more vision focused, more aligned with where I was going than where I've been. And I let the vision and the energy of that pull me forward. Because here's the thing. If your dream vision was in alignment with where you are in your current life, the mm -hmm. way you think, the way you speak, the choices you make, you'd already have it. Right. It and you wouldn't be not, depressed or anxious or. Right. Right. You would be living in that reality. So if you're not, and you're experiencing these more extreme emotions or even subtle little ones, it's starting, right? You may be at the beginning of dissatisfaction or discontent or this inner longing. Um, you don't have to be at the end. You can be at the beginning. But the frequency of what you're desiring to experience does not exist at the same plane as the plane that you are on. 
you've got to shift your internal frequency. We've got to align our energy, our thoughts, our beingness in the world through our choice making with what we say we want instead of all the potential ways that it could go wrong. And so so Shana, share with everybody how you ended up in the most amazing place on Kauai. And, and then, uh, and I want to talk a little bit about your, the Kauai Soul Sanctuary that was your vision that you've now developed. How I ended up here is like what I just said. So the first thing was I had to be backed up against my wall, um, strong enough that I was willing to make a different choice, which was I couldn't stay where I was because I knew if I did, I was not going to physically be able to sustain it. If not, I'd go crazy. One or the other, I could feel myself kind of losing it. So I was backed up against a wall. I surrendered to a power greater than myself that was inside of me, pulling me forward and had been for a long time, this longing, this vision that I had been given. And I started making the uncomfortable choices in my actions, but I held the vision. And I got support. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I became, um, I got myself in a structure of support through mentorship and training um, with a very well-known person in this community to help support me in my transition because I knew that I couldn't do it by myself. That it was a lot of change, leaving my career you know, telling my, you know, putting my marriage on the line. Thank God my husband now he's here. He's happy. You know, within a few months of being here, you know, I really blew our life up and he had to learn how to be a commuter. Right. So, you know, he flies back and forth to the mainland of, you know, several times a month to keep his business running right now while we're in our transition here. And, um, he's gotten used to that and he loves living here now. Um, but I had to make those uncomfortable choices. I had to do the things that I wasn't willing to do. I had to lean into faith and surrender to this part of myself that I wasn't willing to listen to and trust that I was yeah. going to be guided. Yeah. And in that process, I was, and I had a structure of support that could hold a container for me to move through that process. I had many structures of support, to be honest. Um, but I had to be willing to jump off the cliff, so to speak, without yes. seeing the neck, right? You know, it's and so amazing to me when we do, when we are willing, there's, there's a place where either we find our wings or we, you know, or like you're saying, the, the support network that we develop then lifts us higher and further so that, because I don't, I believe that, okay, maybe it's just, our group, right? But I believe that um, we are all meant to fly and soar. We're all meant to yeah. live our vision from that yes. deep soul place, and yeah. and um, and it requires what everything you're just talking about, Shauna. Um, so briefly, um, Shauna's got a Facebook page, you guys. That is, you can see what she's up to. Um, it's called Unleash Your Soul. She's got videos and um, you've got some meditations there too, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Energy transmissions. Okay. So I'm going to talk about you for a second. So Shauna okay. is, um, I call you a shaman, but she, she does these energy transmissions. She's done them. 
for me a couple of times and they, they totally tune you in and tune you up. And, you know, over the course of a couple of days of having a session with her, you're different. Your vibration is higher. It's more aligned. There's there, then the information that you've been avoiding, like Shana was describing in her story, um, becomes clearer. You, you know, you become clarified when you do this work with her, which is why Unleash Your Soul is, you know, a perfect title for what she does. But she, you're also developing um, a sanctuary where you live on Kauai so that people can go and do some deep work with you, maybe as groups um, to go. Well, I do actually VIP one-on-ones and small groups. So groups. I'm you know, my husband and I bought a two and a half acre flower farm property. It's not a working flower farm anymore for a variety of reasons, but the flowers are all still here growing. We donate them and use them for other things. And they, they donate their frequency because the land energies here are so incredibly powerful at healing and helping people restore and remember their core soul frequency. It's one of the things that happens here on Kauai when you come. And so we we bought this home and we remodeled the, the lower level. We created these two large retreat suites, I call them. They're very, very large oversized rooms and um, share a very large common bathroom. And um, one is called the Healing Honu Room. It has a bunch of sea turtles in it. The other one has amazing reservoir and ocean views. Um, one, the other one has pasture mountain views. And we're surrounded by open space and open land and mountains and waterfalls and rivers. And um, it's a soul sanctuary. I call it Kauai Soul Sanctuary. You can see that on Instagram or Facebook. I post pictures of Kauai in the sanctuary here. But the purpose is for people to be able to get away and like I did and be able to connect deeply with their inner soul, their inner truth, their inner voice and align and and harness the frequencies that are here because we have dormant coding inside of us. Mm -hmm. That's for some of us, the, the energy that emanates from this land sort of activates and turns them on. And so not only is there this like, deep connection that happens, but there's this restoration and activation of our deep inner soul selves. And so I design experiences here for individuals and groups um, to go to the sacred sites, the sacred hails that are around the island. Some of them are very healing, some are very um, activational, um, to go through deep soul work and the actual process of creating our next level vision. Like, what do we really want? What is really calling to be brought forth through yes. us? Yes. Because we, we have our ego mind, right? Mm-hmm. Our mind or ego wants to decide. And then we have the divine that's seeking to use us and move through us in a way that's usually much bigger and greater and more um, expansive than we can even think of. And so, so this Shana, is a place for that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you if they want to do one of these kind of re- retreats with you. Um, well, you can go to shanamora.com and send me a message or shanamora to you, the number two, the letter U at gmail.com. But if you go to Unleash Your Soul or Kauai Soul Sanctuary or you know my webpage, shanamora.com, you can send me an email through any of those or a message through any of those, but my email is Shauna Mora, the number two, the letter U at gmail.com. And 
you know, one thing I want to just clarify is retreats. This is not a retreat center. It's a place where I design programs for people to come. Kauai is very strict about how land and um, buildings on the land are used here. And so I create private uh, group experiences here. So you're not going to see like a retreat page. Um, I'm working on that, that I can give to people, but I send pictures and information to people who word of mouth reach okay. out. Awesome. Yeah, it's not well, like an Airbnb vacation. I right. want to be very clear about that. Yeah. You're going to see me on Airbnb. This is a very different kind of experience. It's a, it's yeah. a sacred temple. Yeah, it's been dedicated it. as a temple. Yeah, I love it. Shauna Mora, you are exquisite. And I'm so grateful that you joined me today to share your story. Um, and if anybody's listening, uh, I, I, to continue to listen, I invite you to reach out to her and just, just see what she does. Cause the work that you do, Shauna is changing the world and the, and it's, and it's so timely. And I'm so grateful that you made the choices and decided to take those steps in order to move yourself into, uh, alignment. And yeah honoring yourself. I am, I, I personally, because I'm your friend, I'm, I'm deeply grateful. And for anybody that's listening, I want to offer, because Shauna talked about, um, facing your fears. I have a guided meditation that's on my website. You can, um, download it for free. Just go to susanburrell.com backslash free gift meditation, and you can get the meditation for free. Um, Shauna, thank you so much. And I'm just going to end with, and so it is, namaste. Namaste. Thank you for having me. Such a pleasure. Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go to susanburrell.com. You can see all of the information about my new book, Live an Empowered Life, a 30-Day Journey. You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website and just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at susan at susanmorell.com. That's it for today. See you next time.